Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with an interaction and intensity not heard on other shows, including the visual media. Our listeners learn and often participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. We do not let the politically skewed, loud voices of a few political liars drown out our justified demand for life, liberty, and the truth. Now, you will not hear any political correctness, nor will we run from any issues. We will take the challenge head on because each of us will do all in our power to save America from its obvious destruction from within beginning with the Muslim in chief in the White House, who obviously hates America. If you have a comment for anyone on the show, our call-in number is 1-347-826-7400. Now, moving right along, I'm wondering if we are all on pot and pay no attention, or become, are we going to become strong and save America? Dumb people and dope heads are easy to control with lies and deceit from the government. But strong Americans can't be fooled, and we will not allow our country to be destroyed. November the 4th, 2014 is near, and we already have voter fraud and illegal voting. We must come together to save America. The weak will stand by while the end of America approaches, but strong Americans will give their life to save it. What most Americans fail to realize is that the destruction of America has been planned for, and in, it's currently under underway. Now, the craziness coming out of Washington is not the result of an incompetent politician. Rather, the politicians are doing the bidding of the true puppet masters and who control the money. This is being accomplished in such a stealth manner that the low-informed American people will have no idea what is happening to them until it's too late. The fact that America was ignorant enough, gullible enough to elect a man with such a questionable background with no accomplishments to his name, which would represent anything of value, is reason enough to say that dumb Americans made their own bed and now must lie in it, but the high-informed strong Americans will not let that happen. If there is a Democrat victory in the 2014 midterm elections, then it will be through voter fraud and illegals voting due to no requirement for ID in a matter of days. The November election will be just a memory. Will that memory be that I did everything I could to take control of the Senate, or did I sit back and let someone else lead the fight? If Democrats keep control of the Senate, Here are a few of the things we can expect. 34 million illegals will be granted amnesty through executive action and no pushback from Harry Reid's Senate. ISIS will continue to spread like cockroaches, knowing that we have a weak president and a Senate that will not stop him. Government will continue to expand its reach In the name of fairness and for the children, our Constitution will become a meaningless document as more liberal activist federal judges are appointed and confirmed join in to help the Harry Reid and the rest of his minion lot to the minority bench. Of course, this is the only way to stop Obama from using executive powers to sidestep Congress and run the country like a third world dictator 
stop him first, then we impeach him when we get the, the Senate and keep the House. Consider this before you act. The senators elected this year will serve in office until 2020. If we don't shift the balance of power right now, this election may cause lasting damage to America. From ISIS to Ebola, Americans can see with their own eyes the immense failure of Barack Hussein Obama's policies and leadership. The outcome of this November's election will have to have a profound effect on the future of this country. It's security and prosperity in the very near term, and I fear what may happen if we fail to shift control of the Senate to the conservative leadership. So if we win the Senate and keep the House, what's the next step after the 2014 elections? Republicans will have an amazing chance to impact the direction of the nation. This big question is, will they take it? You know, we had a person running in 2012, and his name was Mitt Romney, and all of us know he did not have enough courage for the job. He's the one that beat himself. But listen now, after the fact, Mitt Romney taking a, a, a hilarious jab at Obama's incompetence. I am running for office. People tell you you shouldn't tell jokes. But I'm not running for office, so I can tell you. I got this on the Internet from a family member. He said President Obama went to the bank and cashed a check. And he didn't have his ID. And the teller said, you got to prove who you are. He said, how should I do that? She said, well, the other day, Phil Mickelson came in. He didn't have his ID, but he, he set up a little cup on the ground, took a golf ball, put it right in that cup, so he knew it was Phil Mickelson. We cashed his check. And that... Andre Agassi came in, and Andre Agassi didn't have his ID either. He put a little target on the wall, took a tennis ball and a racket, hit it out of that target time and again. We knew that was Andre Agassi, so we cashed his check. And she said to him, is there anything you can do to prove who you are? And he said, I don't have a clue. <laughs> so it's exactly the truth. Now, where was his courage when we needed him to have some in 2012? Romney was his own problem. Now, moving right along, Jack Wheeler, who is a brilliant man and who was an author of Reagan's strategy to break the back of the Soviet Union with the Star Wars race and expose their inner weakness, for years he wrote a weekly intelligence update that was extremely interesting, well-structured and informative. He consulted with several megacorporations on global trends and the future, etc. He is in semi-retirement now. He is a true patriot with no-nonsense approach to everything. He's also a somewhat well-known mountain climber and, and adventurer. Now, written by Jack Wheeler, the old man, Barack Hussein Obama, is an eloquently tailored empty suit, no resume, no accomplishments, no experience, no original ideas, no understanding of how the economy works, no understanding of how the world works, no balls, nothing but abstract, empty rhetoric devoid of real substance. He has no real identity. He is half white, which he rejects, the rest of him is mostly Arab, which he hides but is disclosed by his actions daily, such as concealing prayer day, canceling prayer day in the White House, then allowing Muslims to pray near it, and uh, his non-African Arabic surname and his Arabic first and middle names as a way to try to proclaim his Arabic uh, parentage to people in the Kenya area, only a small part of him is African black from his Luo grandmother, which he pretends he is exclusively. Now, what he isn't is not a 
genetic drop of African American, the descendant of enslaved non-Muslim Africans who were brought to America, chained in slave ships, sold by black Muslims, he hasn't a single ancestor who was a slave. Instead, his Arab ancestors were slave owners. Slave trading was the main Arab business in East Africa for centuries until the British ended it. Let that sink in a minute. Obama is not a descendant of slaves. He is the descendant of slave owners. Thus, he makes the perfect liberal messiah. It's something Hillary doesn't understand, how some complete neophyte came out of the blue and stole the Democratic nomination from her. Obama mania is beyond politics and reason. It is a true religious cult whose adherents reject Christianity yet still believe in original sin, transferring it from evil to being human to the evil of being white. Thus Obama has become the white liberal's Christ offering absolution from the sin of being white. There is no reason or logic behind it. No faults or flaws of his can diminish it. No arguments Hillary could make of any kind can be effective against it. The absurdity of hypocrisy clothed in human flesh being their savior is all the more cause for liberals to worship him. Credo, cua, absurdum, I believe it because it is absurd. Now, thank heavens that the voting majority of Americans remain Christian or Jewish and are in no desperate need of a phony savior. He is ridiculous and should not be taken seriously by any thinking American. And yet, he got elected, not once but twice, thanks to those that did not think it was important to vote for freedom and those that were willing to give up their freedom for entitlements. Remember, you don't have to be on a southern plantation to be a slave. If you are dependent on government entitlements, you just have a different slave owner. Now, I would like to bring in co-host Dr. Mark Davis and get his view on the subjects. There is so much to talk about today. Let's start with Romney. Romney is a decent guy. He's a very religious man, but he was weak, like you said in, in your opening statements. Romney would not come back with the attacks that Obama would place upon him and with the Democrats themselves. So what what we see is a, a, a resurgence of Romney coming back on the campaign trail right now. I don't believe he's the right guy for the job at this point in history, and he's making jokes about Obama and things, but he made jokes before, and the jokes didn't work for him. So I, I don't think that's the way to go. Uh, Obama got the Nobel Prize for spreading diplomacy and peace around the world. He got it in 2009. That That is a big joke. He had done nothing up to that time to spread peace and diplomacy. And right now he's doing nothing as well. It's an undeserved Nobel Prize. But he carries the mantle of the Nobel Prize with him when he's with other, with other leaders. Uh, three other uh, presidents got the Nobel Prize, and there especially Woodrow Wilson. He got it. And I think a few of the... Uh, Vice presidents like Al Gore got it for what I don't even know, you know global warming, which doesn't exist. So in, in that sense, we have a president who is a suit only. He's an empty suit, as we know, and he's not been able not been able to carry the mantle of the presidency to legitimate uh, concerns for this country. Right now we're facing an evil. It's called Ebola. Ebola is worse than ISIS. ISIS is overseas. Ebola is here right now. They're bringing in more people 
uh, with the Ebola uh, that we don't even know about. We understand certain private uh, medical ambulance companies have been bringing patients around the country as well, healthcare workers generally. There is a memo out, as I was talking to David earlier, um, that they're going to bring in uh, healthcare workers from Western Africa who may be British, they may be Spanish, they may be Liberian, they may be Nigerian. We don't know. It's going to cost America two to three hundred thousand uh, dollars a pop to, to cure these people. And why are we why are we being burdened with this? It doesn't make any sense. Why does Obama want to introduce four thousand troops? into these hot zones, and he's fighting quarantine. It's, it's antithetical. He doesn't even want to put these people in quarantine. He doesn't want to put health care workers in quarantine. So his Ebola strategies have no foundation, and, they're, and it, he came along in the last week. Obama was against the quarantines that were put in place by New Jersey and New York, and New York has a very left-wing uh, governor, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, and Chris Christie was doing the right thing. I, I sent a support letter to Chris Christie. Stand your ground. You must stand your ground and quarantine these people because you don't know on the third day if they're going to come with Ebola on the 21st date. And if 95% of people would show symptoms within 21 days, 98% of patients would show up within 42 days. Uh, another problem is this uh, uh, nurse came back from Western Africa, she refuses to be quarantined. It's reported this morning. Uh, she, I believe she's in Maine now. She's riding buses. She's bicycling, going to restaurants. We don't know if she's safe. Doing the Ebola test on the third day may be worthless because the virus may not grow enough to see it in the test. So she may have it on the 18th day, 20th day. And that, and that is the way they're considering how Ebola is being tested. In the airports themselves, the screening is a temperature, which is ridiculous because the temperature could come down the road, as I mentioned in the previous uh, paragraph. And not only that, a questionnaire. People are going to lie on questionnaires. People may not know about the information. Now another memo has come out, which is agreed with several articles that I've written, that it could be transferred in the saliva. If it's in the saliva, it could be coughed, sneezed, or respired on other people. We also now know that Ebola is outside the body, it could live outside of the body from a day, an hour, a week. We're not sure how long, depending on the surface it's in contact with. So Ebola is, is a massive problem. It will get bigger. And God forbid they bring in the uh, the reservoir of the Ebola, which is the fruit bat, which are three exactly. species of the fruit bat. If that happens and they introduce the fruit bat here, we're going to, they're going to have we're a mass hysteria here. We only have a handful of cases right now. That could blossom exponentially at any moment. You know, we, we talk about this and, and come to the conclusion, and all three of us now, uh, we're missing uh, one-third of us today. Mike uh, had to uh, be off today, but uh, always talking about the fact that that Obama needs a crisis. He to have a crisis. He's been with the past periods. He's got many other attempts out there. So what he did was to get over nearly 4,000 soldiers and send them over right in the middle, having no training at all about this Ebola virus, send them right in the middle knowing that there is no possibility that they could come back clean of Ebola. It, some are certainly going to get it, maybe some won't, but he's going to spread it throughout this country. And for him to say, we have to be humane and let the people cross the border and et cetera. Not only is it the, the uh, Ebola people coming across, the people from all countries, Pakistan, all countries are coming across that border as well as ISIS. Now, we are looking at a an exponential growth in what ISIS is doing right now for the past several days in in our community and and etc. ISIS threat is an all-time high in northern Iraq, and as a result, yeah. run volunteers uh, spent the, the past week in personal safety security refugees and stuff like that. There's there's no reason that ISIS, the ISIS threat should be here. 
that could have been eliminated instantaneously. Number one, to pull completely out of Iraq. Whether we agree or disagree we were over there for the right reasons is bullshit. We just need to stop that right now because look what develops after you leave a spot where people are not trained enough yet to take over the responsibility of any type of threat. Very soon now, I think we're going to see the overrun of the capital over there in in Iraq. And it certainly seems very logical that not only do people are over here, they look at beheadings and they will say, that's a terrible thing. But why would they, what would they scrutinize and go all out almost war against Israel for defending themselves when the Hamas will gr- grab women and children, put them in a building, and start shooting rockets over to Israel, killing women and children and, and all of the people where, wherever those rockets are supposed to hit. They have, they have a, an internal desire to wipe Israel off of the map, and we have got a ballless uh, bunch of, of people who hate uh, Israel governing this country, and they absolutely walk away from him. It's incredible. Now Obama and Kerry are coming together to to offer uh, their approval of, uh, of Iran developing the nuclear bomb. And this is one of the huge drawbacks and subjects that Netanyahu of Israel is taking on. He has completely washed his hands of this president, and I certainly have done so long before him. But there is... There's going to be a crisis out of this world. It's going to be a crisis, and and the only one we count on to help us with Iran is going to be Benjamin Netanyahu. We are going to sit back because Obama wants to destroy this country and to turn it into nothing other than a third world country, or even destroy it completely. Because he has no roots. He has no desire and love for this country. It's so obvious. It's an, it's it's a, a fakey-ass thing that people yeah. should be able to recognize by now. Now, even the, the white that voted him, and they over, just overwhelmingly did because they wanted to rid themselves of something that they were not responsible for. Ancestors who owned slaves. Did you know that the Democrat Party was the actual prominent promoter of slavery? Now, all of a sudden, the blacks want to be Democrats? You know, some of the first Republicans were, were black. I can't understand the, the brain power that's going on here or the lack thereof. To address that point, though, to address that specific point, blacks became Democrats because they got the easy way out from the Democrats. They were giving help. They were given jobs. They were given lots of money, and they continue to give the stream of gravy, if you will, to the blacks. So the, black, the black mentality is get as much as you can from the government, and the Democrats are willing to do that. The Democrats play to the blacks. It play to the uh, Spanish, Hispanic as well. That's why we're getting all the amnesty. That's why we're getting all the votes that shouldn't be happening. As you meant, voter fraud here in Maryland, there's been a lawsuit filed by a coalition of voter uh, concerns here that has been fraud in the um, what do you call it, in the uh, election machines themselves. You vote Republican, it registers Democrat. This has been all over the state. It's not just isolated areas anymore. And we're seeing this. Now we hear... <coughs> Now we're hearing that Hispanics are voting, non-citizens are voting in Frederick County by the thousands, and they're also simultaneously voting in Virginia as well. So they're looking at all the counties. They're seeing people, for example, that that, uh, Hispanics are serving on juries. Non-citizens are serving on juries here, which is against the law in the state of Maryland. It doesn't matter to them. There's no ID. They say what they are. They're uh, legitimate, and they they bring them into the jury so that, that... delegitimizes the jury system. In any event, this state, which is one in seven people here, 
are are not citizens of the state, or they're they're aliens. Literally, the, um, I don't know what we what we call them now: illegals, uh, undocumented immigrants. Who knows? But these people are pushing the Democrats, and and they will put the governor, which is a very tight race right now here in Maryland, Anthony Brown versus Larry Hogan, over the top to keep the Democrat in power, to keep the money coming down, and. Folks, they're getting a lot of money. This is not ten thousand or twenty thousand. We're talking about thirty to fifty thousand dollars per person per year. And in a family you have three or four people living under the same roof, that can be a couple hundred thousand dollars. It's a lot of money and they just freely give it to them. So that that's one issue that has to be addressed because we cannot afford this anymore. And the crime rates here in Maryland have gone up. Black crime is at record heights. And Hispanic crime is right behind it at this point in time. We're seeing a lot more Hispanic crime because they're pouring into this state. It's an easy walk. It's an easy walk in Massachusetts for them, Colorado, Arizona, and so forth. So they're coming in, they're getting what they need. And not only that, they're displacing jobs of people that legitimately live here. And if if Obama legitimatizes uh, by giving green cards and amnesty to many millions more, the job uh, situation will be horrific for for Americans, both black and white, uh, who are legitimately here. So we have a big problem in, in this fund, and Obama's just making it worse. And like you said, David, he loves scandals. This is a huge scandal if he provides amnesty and green cards to tens of millions of people. I don't believe he has the authority. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I want to expand a little bit on the can't afford track there. Paying yeah. attention to every other country's troubles, sending billions of dollars a year to play like that they're our friends is is just simply being a nutcase, placing a tourniquet on the throat of business with regulation and causing jobs to leave America is the exact opposite of building, saving America. You know, uh, slicing off of America's head by purchasing oil from other countries and not allowing its production and drilling here so that we can become the world's provider of energy is not protecting America. It's selling America, telling you what size of drink that you can purchase rather than to do very important Important things to save America, such as build our own rockets to feed our astronauts instead of hitching a ride with our hidden enemy, Russia, is not protecting America. Obeying our enemies and allowing them to obtain nuclear weapons is not only not protecting America, it's a treasonous act, in my view. Government does not create jobs, nor... Does it make money? It prints money, but it can't run a post office. And yet, like a fools, we keep allowing them to expand government yes. to point of controlling our private lives, and they have proven to be critically stupid at anything they touch. Let let us advertise to the public what a dictionary is. Then. Let us ask them to look up the word insanity, which is doing the same things over and over and each time, expecting a different outcome. And I think we can make some progress here. Hillary, in a speech in the last few days, said that businesses do not create jobs, which echoed what Obama said a few years ago, which was massively criticized because he said the infrastructure brings the jobs, not the businesses themselves. Well, Hillary echoed that, then did a double-take the next day, saying oh, she made a mistake, she re- she rephrased it. But in, in my thinking, she believes in redistribution of wealth. Well, in that case, if she makes a lot of money on a book, let's say just a book, $8 million, $10 million, whatever, she should give it to the editors, the people that deliver the book, the printers, the people that actually write the book, because she doesn't write anything, her ghostwriters, and split all the money. That's called redistribution of wealth. That's never going to happen. And and she knows that she goes before a college audience uh, lambasting millionaires and billionaires. And, and this, meanwhile, she has a net worth 
since she left office, uh, since her left off, uh, twenty million dollars. It's her, not him. Not him. He's worth over a hundred million dollars for these silly speeches. So she goes to a college, she gets a quarter of a million dollars from the student aid funds to speak. Right. The, the parents pay into the fund. Uh, whatever you have to do, the student charter, 500, 800, 600, whatever. And she's stealing, she's stealing that money. She is stealing that money because she wants to maintain her status as a millionaire. But she doesn't want anybody else to become millionaires. Right. Because we're all about- evil. You're evil. I'm evil. I've employed hundreds, maybe thousands of people in Maryland over 30 years here. And I'm not evil. I believe in God. I believe in this country. I believe it's a great country. But Obama knocked America off its dais. We are not number one anymore in a lot of categories. And we could dance around the issue, but we are not number We're not number one in space travel anymore. Because as you said, David, we have to depend on the Russians. We just had a $200 million uh, supply ship blow up here in Virginia uh, for what reason, I have no idea. There's 5,000 pounds of supplies for the International Space Station because our technologies are weak now. We, we're not back on the moon. China's going to go to the moon. India's going to go to the moon. Japan's going to the moon. I think China wants to go to Mars as well. Where are we going? We're going into ditches. We're going down fast. So that's uh, what hear, it's all about. Did you hear that little note about uh, Michelle Obama? Screaming, why am I not being paid to speak? I am the first lady. Did you get that one? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that one, but I'm sure she said it. Yeah, she's that she's type of person, a, for sure. Yeah. We're talking about Hillary, though. Well, Hillary was the first to bring yeah. what soon became Obamacare, remember? She's the oh, one yeah. who started all of that crap. Yeah. Now, one-sixth of the economy being controlled by the federal government that can't even run a damn post office. You know, we have got to wake up. I'm telling you, as a people, we have to wake up. If we're, yeah. if if we don't do it, we are the boss. We have to realize that. Yeah. So many people. We had a revolutionary war because we didn't want to be run by the royals. But what are we doing right now? We only vote for the bastard with the most money. If you don't have a bunch of money, people look down their nose, and you can't uh, even get the first base. We've got to grow up. We've got to realize where our problems really are. We keep putting the same people back in office. We should have term limits on everybody, including those justices that set up there for life. Everything. We're destroying those documents that are supposed to be protecting us, called the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and so. You've got to understand people out there. We've got to teach them, or someone has got to teach them, but we're doing as best we possibly can, that what's going on in this country is our fault. We are allowing it. It's not the person who's up there who learns how to steal because we allow them to stay in office for their lifetime. In the introduction to Deans of Democracy, which I released about three years ago, I talk about how the revolutionaries in the uh, 1770s threw off the chains of slavery, literally from the monarchy, because they were being completely controlled. All 13 colonies were under duress. They were being overtaxed, overburdened with regulation. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? We have it. We're right back. We're right back at that point again. And we need to do something civilly, not to kill anybody, not democratically, whatever you want to do, to get this burden off our backs again. I know I have a few businesses here uh, through my son and my wife. And I could see the regulatory structure and this huge burden of taxes here in Maryland to support the entitlement structure here. One day we got a call from the uh, controller's office. Those are the guys at the Treasury for the feds. And they said, well, you owe this tax. And I said, well, we have to make a payment schedule or something. She said, no, no, no. We need that money now. We have bills to pay, too. The onus of taxes here and regulation reflects what's in most of the giant um, – uh, blue states such as California and New York and, and so forth and we need to get this stuff out of the way but we're not going to because Anthony Brown is going to get into who is an assistant governor right now will be the regular governor and he will continue the stream of taxes and regulatory structure and if you allow the Democrats to stay in power folks that's exactly what's going to happen here nothing you're going to have the same old same old and you're going to have a debt service of uh, seven, 17 trillion to look like nothing in a couple of years, it'll be $30 trillion and so forth. And many, many countries hold um, 
our debt. And if they call that debt, we're done because we can't pay it anymore. We're at our limit right now. And if they keep falling $50,000 a year to deadbeats out there and, and so forth, and they have all kinds of ways of getting money from the government, we're just going to implode, and you're not going to get anything. Even you deadbeats and, and lowlifes out there who take money, the checks are going to stop coming because there's no money to pay them, to back them. This is what we're seeing around the country. We don't need a Romney anymore. We need someone with logic and reason to be the president. And the idiot that's in the White House right now has neither of those qualities. And and reflected in his Ebola policy, that's how he runs everything, haphazardly. Yeah. You know, remember, you don't have to be on the southern plantation to be a slave. If you are dependent on the damn government for entitlements, you just have a different slave owner. We've got to get people to realize there's not a single atom of good sense that can be justified by taking money and laying on your ass and doing nothing for it. What does that create? It creates more criminals, overcrowded prisons. It has nothing. We've, We've shrunk from American values. What do I mean by that? I mean, from the time we took prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance out of of our schools, we are now going through a what I call a quasi-twilight zone of families completely in disarray. There's most of the uh, uh, black and, uh, community has a one-parent household, and often at all because both are in prison, we have a devaluing of our character and principles. Those kids are never going to feel the the happiness of success and achievement. When you are a self-achiever, there's nothing more on this planet that will give you that feeling of of greatness in, in your own self. You feel like you have accomplished and when you go through life just grabbing a check and taking the little card they gave you and going in and buying your booze or any of your knickknacks and go back and spread out on the, on the sofa and watch your big screen TV, what is it that you have to look forward to? What is that? That's an endless life of nothingness. We have got to teach the people. There are a great many blacks who are doing just that. They're coming out and letting their own population realize, look at what you're doing to yourself. Look at what you're missing. And they point this out systematically, and I'm very appreciative for them, because you cannot just envision uh, sitting around on the sofa and watching your, your favorite ball game, and what happens is you get out and you create things like a what is it when they they uh, find the uh, old white people and they run up behind them and they bust them in the back of the head trying to kill them and take their knock wallet? Knockdown games. The knockdown games. That's what they are. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to and, knock them out. Yeah, and those are the kinds of things that are breeding right now. Yeah. To get well, back to humanity, how do we get back to humanity? It comes first from education. We've been those telling those schools to be dumbed down. We have got zero enthusiasm when it comes to talking about intelligence. The only thing the American people want to talk about is who can bounce a ball, kick a ball, throw a ball, catch a ball. There is not that complete uh, pride yeah. in someone who is intelligent. You, know, you made a very good point. Program, that program point. that's called Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? You know, those kinds of programs ought to be really on the front page. Let's go up and show how bright our kids are. You yeah, well, want what to the, dumb down the schools to the very lowest yeah, learner. Yeah. What the black community is telling their folks literally is you can't aspire above being a basketball player or football player, which are about 75 to 80 percent of the of the professional sports are Afro-American, as, as you can see when you watch on Sundays. Uh, and they can't aspire any higher than that. The the Common Core curriculum, as you indicated, um, that has been put in place 
not for the smart kids, for the dumb kids to make to pull the smart ones down and bring the other ones from the bottom up to make it look more uh, intellectually equal amongst these people at at the school levels. We've done not only we've dumbed down the uh, education, we've dumbed down the nutrition system, while allowing uh, the president's wife to get in there, who's not a nutritionist, who's not a health care worker, who has no training at all. In the, in the art of uh, culinary delights, if you will. And if you've seen these meals, the kids are rejecting them overwhelmingly across the country. And there's the Demo- kids, the Democrats, as well as Republicans, uh, who don't want to eat this food. I talked to a lunch worker here. I may have mentioned on another show, Lunch Network. We throw this stuff out by the tons. The kids just don't want to eat it. And now... Some rules will come up in schools if you're bringing your own lunch and it doesn't uh, correlate with their agenda, their food agenda. They're going to make them toss that food out as well. One kid brought a donut or something was told to throw it out uh, with one reported some incident. So what we're seeing is control, 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 from minutiae control, which is the luncheonette as, as I look at it, all the way up to the top, how we, how we run our cars. I don't know yeah. about in Florida. We have this environmental garbage here in, in Maryland. Yeah. You have to take your car every two years to some shop, pay twelve, fourteen dollars, and you can't pay by check. You can pay by credit card or, or cash. No check, and then, and then they put it through a thirty seconds, twenty, and they tell you your car's health is good, which is a bunch of nonsense. Now they don't even check the tailpipe anymore. What they're checking, they're putting something in the. Uh, the reservoir for the, where the gasoline is, and they're running it on a treadmill, and they're saying the car is all right. And that's complete bogus. I think it's just a, a trick to get more money out of us. Here in Maryland, they've instituted a rain tax based on the square footage of commercial and residential property, uh, twelve, fifteen, sixteen dollars a year for a small house like I have, but it could be very expensive for warehouses and those kind of things. So they they've instituted tax, and now we don't. We have a sales tax on gasoline. It's a rolling sales tax. It's increasing every other year now. So it's already in place. Even if the Republicans came in, this tax is already there to go up and up. There are environmental taxes by the glory here. There's so much tax that we we just can't live anymore. I think we're paying 50 to 60% of our wage. uh, When there's a tax created, it never disappears. I don't care where or who is in control. They, They simply are brain dead when it comes to increasing taxes. Instead of of taking the initiative and stop the spending, cut the the regulators out, that's not creating jobs, that's creating a tax when you create a regulatory agency. We've got regulatory agencies that regulate 2,000 regulatory agencies regulating the same things. It's incredible. We have nothing but an expanded government trying to spend and print as much money as they possibly can. And going back to the common core thing, that's the development of a hundred years worth of progressives who have been trying to dumb down the the schools. And think of this, tenure. When a teacher gets tenure, no matter what they want to teach, they cannot be fired. I mean, let's just take one, Bill Ayers, the, the... profound communists who wanted to blow up the uh, the first time of the of the World Trade Center. You know, we have, he goes on television talking his same agenda. And he is who you can, and people like that, who you can count on if you send your children to, to universities now. Yeah. There is, there is a complete ridiculous de-evolvement of our educational system. Look at the on national news where the uh, uh, parent is suing the educational system because of the homework they sent home for his daughter, which was to teach her about the uh, Islamic religion. Can you imagine? They yeah. took it out of the they took uh, uh, Christianity out of the schools. Now they're trying to put Islamic. Uh, Islamophobe back into the schools. Can you imagine this? It's well, there was one other incident recently you may have, may have not seen where a Marine uh, went up to the school to criticize a teaching the Muslim up to his daughter. And he was very upset. They banned him from the school. They banned him from her graduation. And that's just one small point uh, in the history of the Muslimization of America. As we're seeing right before us, when a president gets up 
in the Rose Garden, wherever he was, on his dais, and he says that Muslims are the ones that built the infrastructure of America. We know the president is irrational, and an irrational man should not be in office. End the subject right there. He should not be in there. If you look at how he's managing the Ebola crisis and you see it's irrational, he shouldn't be in there. To see that we heard that our uh, food that we're airlifting to the uh, fighters against ISIS, the food, weapons, and medical supplies are ending up in the hands of ISIS, we know there's something very, very suspicious here, and it needs to be stopped, and we need to stop it right now. And I hope and pray that we get... Dem, uh, the Democrats out and the Republicans in the Senate and continue to hold the House. And even if we impeach him, we may not be able to get a majority to get rid of him, but we'll isolate him, stop him, and we'll defund anything he tries to do that, uh, against the government. Uh, and, and against us, we are the government in, this, in a sense. So we have a president here who is just going overboard and we need to stop him and curtail his activities. What do you think? We need both houses to impeach him and we... Yeah, but we don't have enough votes. You need 67 votes to get in the Senate to uh, to get that impeachment through. It'll never happen. But wait a minute. Remember, Harry Reid has already instituted the uh, uh, the rule of 51 percent. Yeah, that, that's so, for regulations and laws, not for impeachment. The impeachment, I, I believe, so. I believe it's in the uh, Constitution. I could be wrong, but I, I believe that's what it's uh, like. The same thing, trying to get a constitutional amendment across for term limits. It's like two thirds or three quarters, three quarters here. Of the states have to approve it, so it, it's going to be a tough road. But at least it's a wall we can put up around him to limit what he can do. And he's done so much damage to this country; it'll take generations to uh, fix it. But we can fix it. It's incredible, and there's there's nothing other uh, that we are going to be able to do except what we're doing right now. You and I and like us out. Yeah. Doing everything we can. Do you stand in the shadows after oblivion has taken place and say, well, I could have, should have, would have done something? You know, that's incredible. I don't want to be that person. I want to, I want to be doing something until my last breath yeah. to try to save this country. I cannot imagine anyone not understanding that when we hit bottom, their ass is at the bottom with us. You, you see what I mean? We, we, yeah. can, we can talk about all the types of things that are taking place that are destroying this country, but if people don't get a grip on what that means when this country is destroyed, if they're thinking that those food stamps are going to keep going and that little card is still going to be valid, do you realize that nothing is going to be there? We, the people have guaranteed with our sovereignty all of the debt that is being collected by these outrageous, what I call not only unscrupulous, but traitorous type of politicians are actually planning the destruction. People like George Soros made their first trillion dollars on the, on the collapse of the English pound. Do you recall that? That's exactly what's taking place right here. The money backers are looking for the crash. They want the crash. That's where they yeah. make their money. They're parasites. They're parasites yeah. on society. They produce no goods or services. Only they intervene where goods and services are being made and trying to make a buck. And that, that's what's happening. That's what how a lot of the raiders, uh, corporate raiders, have done. And they've broken up companies, good companies, too. So that's what Absolutely. you're seeing with George Soros. But he also, George Soros, went after the uh, the ruble, the Russian ruble, almost devalued that to a point where it was worthless. So th- there's a lot of people like him out there, and he shouldn't be here in America. He's an anti-American type character. He's, a, he's definitely a capitalist when it comes to money. But when it comes to social issues, he's definitely to the left, far to the left. And when they bring in more illegals, that means cheap workers. That means for his companies... They have cheaper workers. He makes a bigger profit. That's why he wants them here. He didn't want them here for any humanitarian uh, reasons at all. And you just follow the trail of money, and you see how the co- the country is being managed as well. Obama complains about billionaires, yet he, he immerses himself in their parties and, and their uh, money. You know, billionaires need the Democrat Party because you cannot have a monopoly of which they praise without government help. 
I mean, look at the look at the drug cartel. Without the FDA, their profit protectors, they have no chance in this country. There would be a complete overnight change with uh, the health care system if the wellness industry did not get thrown in jail if they used the words treat or cure. Over 700,000 die each year by properly prescribed drugs and and intervened uh, uh, the the type of uh, operations that are just thrown in there is another 150 to 170,000 where people are dying for needless acts, okay? And And if one person was injured in any way with something natural, that person would be thrown in jail and every despicable word would be thrown at the person. But no one says a word about all of the deaths that the drug cartel creates every year. I did an imp- a complete program on that Wednesday night. It's incredible, but it's the truth. You've got uh, statistics out there, and they will do their own testing and give those tests to the FDA, yep. and the FDA treats them like a client. Yeah. And they... Yep. They have to pay that the the drug cartel pays for their own uh, testing programs, etc., and gives the money to uh, and no telling how much under the table, but back to the FDA. And so we've got a a calamity of, of people who have a vested interest working for the government to allow people in the drug companies to absolutely allow them to kill people legally. And it's well, just absurd. People have to understand, the drug cartel is here, folks. We're not talking about me- only the Mexican cartel. We're talking about the pharmaceutical cartel here in America as well. Drug prices are controlled. Cholesterol, one of the family members uses um, Crestor. That drug is so expensive, it's unbelievable. So they had to use half the drug instead of the entire entire until they break it down. There are many drugs that are going through the roof, often drugs which are drugs that are used for uh, small groups of diseases, a special type of leukemia or a subgroup of AIDS patients, whatever. They're not being developed because they're not profitable. So the drug companies are going after where the money is, and the money is in hypertension, diabetes, those kind of things, and those prices keep going up and up and up and up, and that's all we're seeing now is more expensive after more expensive. And Obamacare allows for that to it was at a certain spectrum of financial range. They could keep raising their prices. There was a guarantee to the from Obama to the pharmaceutical companies, you support Obamacare and I'll support you and that's exactly what he's done. So what we're uh, seeing this yeah, but what you don't see, the doctors got hit very badly. If they for every dollar uh a, a private patient pays Medicare pays sixty percent. Obamacare pays forty to sixty percent. So there was a research uh, two days ago released that two hundred twenty-five thousand physicians are not participating in the exchanges in Obamacare essentially. And do you blame them? They can't afford it. With between malpractice insurance, overhead, these new computers that the people need, and new programs, things like that. Why would you? Why would anybody want to be a doctor now? So in that in that sense, they're importing foreign physicians with very questionable credentials, and they're called Narus or Indians or Pakistanis or Nigerian doctors. They're being brought here with short change education. If they have any education at all, we don't even know. There's nobody in this country that confirms their degrees. They have a degree. Well, wait a minute. Remember our last week's show? We talked about the Islamic uh, doctor that was killing patients because of his religion. He he believes he was doing the right thing, killing infidels. That's right. Did well, you, well it's incredible. Yeah. There is not going to be a time. I would like anyone to simply tell me what drug ever cured anything. That's a mask for a symptom. The wor- the worst thing in the in the world, you brought it up, was Crestar. I mean, for God's sake, the finest thing in the body, the most the most uh, appreciated by the body is is the cholesterol, okay? You keep well, enough omega-3, 6, and 9, the combination, and uh, arachidonic acid, the, uh, you, you have got to have the, the, 
proper nutrients in the body, and the body will not send the pristine cholesterol to the liver to make that combination. What happens though is the It will go back. I'm sorry, I, I can't hear you when you start speaking. Yeah, go I'm, ahead. It, it's an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor, which means is it blocks the enzyme that produces cholesterol, especially in the liver and in the, and was, in the fat cells. And Crestor is... Correct. You have to have cholesterol. It's in, it makes it forms every cell. It it begins the pathway for the endocrine system. You can't even make hormones without the very first step of cholesterol. For someone to tell you after they uh, what was it about 15 years ago or 20 years ago when they finally realized how to measure it, it was it was a higher uh, degree, and then all of a sudden. When they were selling their drugs, they said, well, listen, we need to lower that. So they told their, their employee, the FDA, lower that number so we can sell more drugs. So it's just been a endless cycle of fraud. I don't yeah. see anything there that shouldn't be addressed as, uh, uh, as they would the person in the wellness industry if they made uh, uh, some attempt to show the American people that something could be cured or treated with something natural. Those words are rented by the, the drug cartel. Well, medical people don't talk about cures anymore. We don't talk we about maintaining disease or masking disease. I put that in the, I believe, in the Obamacare book about how diseases are not cured at all. Why would they want to cure something? Because there's a lot of money in maintaining it. It keeps masses of people employed. It keeps the pharmaceutical industry churning things out. It keeps the hospital industry going. There's 5,800 registered hospitals in this country. There are over almost 3 million nurses. So it keeps, keeps the system grinding. Why cure anything, right? And, I, and that's exemplified when my brother-in-law died of lung cancer. They gave him palliation. He never had a chance to go to Sloan Kettering or one of these cancer centers. They told him to go home and die, and that's exactly what he did. He he was given misinformation. I didn't know any of this. And um and I feel very guilty about it, but what what can I do? People run their own lives. I don't run them for them. But that, those are the mistakes people make. Right now, in 2014, there are many cures, and or at least we could uh, abruptly stop cancer in its tracks for certain periods of time. Even pancreatic cancer now. I used to review papers for certain science companies, and I, I proofed them. And there are treatments on the board that are so phenomenal don't give up if you have cancer, folks, because there's a lot of things you can do. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, I offer suggestions and not prescriptions in my clinic. There is not going to be a time they're going to be able to put the cuffs on me because I know that industry needs sick people. They don't need well people. So it's still not against the law for you to cure yourself. So when if somebody takes my suggestions, and they have four, and miraculously they have come out on the the winning end, if you will, has been people who they wanted to cut off their breasts. And per- and magnificently, after they changed their lifestyle, uh, thermography would be showing them what was going on in their body and not, not radiation. And so as we begin to go into their lifestyle change with suggestions, then all of a sudden, what someone wanted to cut their breasts off, now examined a year later, and my goodness, there's nothing there. So, yes, it's not against the law for you to cure yourself, and I, I talk about that on that on my uh, wellness radio program every Wednesday. It's a, incredible, but you're hit the nail on the head. They need, the, the drug cartel needs sick people. They don't want to cure anything. They want to, what they call, maintain and, and uh, to keep you within a certain number. It's kind of like the diabetes drug. Keeps your sugar at a certain level so they're guaranteed to buy that drug for the rest of your life. One quick point, one quick point. These Ebola patients that are claiming they've been cured, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. I bet there's a reservoir within their bodies like HIV or uh, any other virus that hangs around. And my wife and I both, she's a doctor, also believe that. So uh, don't believe people are being cured in two days from Ebola, which is a very aggressive virus. I don't believe it. I still think it could be passed on, which is for another show to discuss. But that that's the way it is. I enjoyed it. Are you were not here, Mike? We had a great- Dear President Obama, 
We, the people, have stated resolutely, we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is...